do you do you view your employees and your customers holistically or just um, as a commodity in themselves? Do you think just about prosperity and growth as it relates to economics? Because everything that's happening in your employees' lives is affecting your productivity. Today's podcast is a little different, and it is part two of a two-part series of a conversation that we had with three influential pastors from our region. Hi, everyone. I'm Russell Lahadney, President and CEO of the Columbia County Chamber of Commerce, and this is the Range of Influence podcast. And I'm Reagan Williams, past chair of the Board of Directors for the Columbia County Chamber of Commerce and Senior Vice President at Maybaum Real Estate, and this is as Russ said, part two of a great conversation that we had with three of our pastors from the local area. Mike Heron, pastor at First Presbyterian of Augusta, David McKinley from Warren Baptist Church, and Dr. Charles Goodman at Tabernacle Baptist. And Russ, this conversation was really uh, fantastic, and I'm excited that our listeners get to hear part two today. Yeah, and I, I agree. And, and if they haven't listened to part one, I, I'd suggest that they hit the pause button and go back an episode and really hear part one first. But uh, we're going to jump right into part two, but we need to hear from our sponsor first, Premier Networks. Premier Networks is the premier information technology and cybersecurity firm in the CSRA. You have enough to worry about for your business. Leave it to the Augusta IT guys to ensure your IT is done right. No ironclad contracts, no fine print, just fast, reliable technology from an experienced customer-centric team, locally owned. Call for a free cyber assessment because in 2021, IT has to be right. Premier Networks, the official IT partner of the Augusta Green Jackets. But Dr. Oh, McKinley, um, you're my pastor, and I so appreciate what you do uh, and how you lead our church and how you've given us hope over the last uh, 12 months plus and how you've navigated our church through these rocky times and challenging times. Um, you know, y- you are in a neat perspective, as all the pastors in the room are, about kind of what your congregation, what our community needs, what kind of hope they need to have seated into their life. Talk, talk to us about um, you know, some of the challenges that you've seen this last year, but how you're providing and how y- your church is kind of providing hope to, to your congregation. Someone said, I don't know who, that hope is the oxygen of the soul. Mm-hmm. And really, either we have oxygen or we have absolutely, we're, we're without breath. And everyone needs to have a sense that there is a hope and a future. And so, you know, in the process of dealing with all of the the tensions, all of the fears, all of the struggles that we've been through. I think that what we've tried to uh, both teach and model has been to, uh, to try to, one, offer the message of hope that is found in the gospel of Jesus Christ, that, that there would be hope beyond just this life, but then that there would be hope here because we would choose pathways of civility, of respect, of dignity toward others, of seeking to be people who do want to uh, build bridges to a future that's healthier than what we've seen and what we've done. And so I've really tried to, you know, provide a message of hope. I've tried to encourage our people to move forward with a sense of hope in their heart and in their life. And really, as far as I see it, that, that really is the alternative. We can either live with hope or hate. And our world is so full of hate, which is natural to the fallen 
man, it is. For all of sin fallen short of the glory of God. We all live with, with the, the impact of sin that has made us inwardly selfish and self-focused and hateful. But what we must do is move beyond hate to hope, a hope that cares for others and shows compassion and seeks to find ways, as Pastor Goodman said, to really reach forward together. And, um, and I'm praying that that's going to be part of the perspective that comes out of this. So much of it's perspective. It really is. It's how you're seeing everything. And if we can get our eyes on something bigger and better than just me, myself, and I, then that will change everything. You know, Reagan, you asked the question, um, coming out of this difficult time, where are we hopeful? And I, I thought of two words, answers and anchors. I think more people are asking more ultimate questions than maybe ever before. Why am I here? Where did I come from? What went wrong with the world? What went wrong with me? Can I be made right? They're wanting significant answers. And as uh, you said, David, the gospel of Jesus Christ is not just good advice, what we need to do to improve ourselves, but it's good news what God did for us that we could not do on our own in Jesus Christ. And trusting in him is water for the thirsty. It is bread for the hungry. It is good news to heal our souls. And I think that as people have been so close to death, I'm praying that they'll keep asking for answers to ultimate questions. But then also anchors. And I think what we've talked about here today is this idea of community does promote greater civility. We learn to listen to one another, show greater empathy, and support one another. During this pandemic, I would text these brothers. We've been together on Zoom calls. Uh, we've prayed for one another. And both of these men are Baptists, and they accept me as a Presbyterian. <laughs> and uh, we're different in a lot of things that we do, but that kind of brotherhood strengthens our community. We do quite a few things in service with Tabernacle uh, Baptist, and these three uh, churches have sponsored the CityServe uh, yearly event that has brought more uh, volunteer service to our community than any other event. And these are the sponsoring churches. And though we weren't able to do that in force in 2020, we uh, look for ways to support one another, to uh, work in community, and not for our good or the promotion of our church, but for glory of God the strength of the body of Christ in advance of his blessing in the world. They're, help, they're anchoring me uh, as we seek to be anchors in this community. Good stuff. So we, we kind of talked about it. I mean, we could sit here and talk for hours. I mean, this has been a great conversation. As we look forward through the rest of 2021, into 2022, and, and into the future, what should we be focusing on? And, you know, what do you see happening in our region I'll just add on top of that, what, what can we be praying for for our community? What sort of things should we be really lifting up and, and trying to accomplish as a community? Can I start on that one? Maybe this is my chance to challenge the business leaders to this um, reset, uh, rethinking. Do you, do you view your employees and your customers holistically or just um, as a commodity in themselves? Do you think just about prosperity and growth as it relates to economics because everything that's happening in your employees' lives is affecting your productivity. I think that's what 
uh, Pastor Goodman was mentioning, and what's happening in your your customers' lives, their families, the difficulty that parents had in educating their children this year, trying to work out if they couldn't afford daycare, but they know that uh, they also have to work, these kinds of things, and not viewing your employees um, as simply a commodity. So giving them time off, uh, making sure that their wage is a, a wage that they can flourish on, and then also just thinking about their own health. I think that um, our, our theology also talks about the great emphasis on calling that every single person and every single business brings something to strengthen the work of God in the world. So there's no separation between what is sacred and secular. And so really thinking healthcare workers dignify and bless in God's name. Can we really think that way and promote um, or whatever business that you're doing, connecting that, connecting back to a bigger calling? That's a good point about, you know, how businesses view their employees and the lack of dignity that some gave to their employees and looking at them as widgets in a, in a factory. I think what certainly the, the pandemic taught a lot of businesses was that, you know, we don't have to have people in the seat at all times, that we don't have to, um, you know, limit time away from the, the office to see family or to, to have some, some rest and relaxation and refocus time. A lot of companies, whenever the pandemic hit, right, in March of 2020, if you remember, and its business has shut down, a, a lot of folks that I know that own businesses thought the world has ended, like my business is going under. But, not, but what we saw is that, you know, employees were able to do just as much or more at home or at the beach or wherever they, you know, ended up hunkering down. And, and so I think, uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that a lot of businesses are going to look at that and say that, you know what, we can do things differently, that we don't have to, to run them through this, this machine like we did, that we can give them some more dignity and more time with their family and, and all that. And so I'm, I, that's one thing that we talk about hope. I'm, I'm very hopeful for Dr. That McKinley. is good. That's great. Well, I just, you know, I, um, one of the things I've been grateful for through all of this is um, I, I know that the, I know that all of the issues, the wounds, the images of things we've seen all over the nation have affected all of us differently here where we are, our perspective of life. But I have been incredibly grateful for the stability of our community in the midst of the insecurity and the instability of so many others. And, you know, um, at every level, um, I know there's a lot of work to be done within our community to become more aware of needs, disparities, um, resources, all of those things. But I do think we have a positive advantage from where we are right now to move forward. We, we, we're not so devastated and so, you know, just filled with uh, such brokenness that we're not able to pull together and to find a way to, to provide blessing to one another. And I just pray we can do that, that we can can work on that from the church side to really re, uh, reassign the focus of our lives in serving uh, not just the church community, but the broader community, and that we can find ways to partner with businesses, I said earlier, to, to do those things as well. But I think we've got some good things on the horizon of the future uh, of both Richmond and Columbia counties. Uh, we are in a growing area right now, and that's going to be the ultimate question through this whole thing. Did we go through it or did we grow through it? And I pray that I've grown and will continue to grow and lead people to grow beyond where we've been. I pick up on that as far as partnerships and what we've cultivated together 
as brothers and as, as churches as well. We have a ministry called Hope for Augusta, and we work with schools and we work with children. And during the pandemic, we partnered with many tabernacle families that volunteers that made sure that children were receiving meals and yes. they were distributing thousands of meals. Mm-hmm. And uh, we do tutoring together with tabernacle members. And I think moving beyond this territorialism and um, and my, I've got to protect my space. Businesses can do the same thing. They can think I've got to uh, protect my market, so to speak. But what we found is we just want to bless one another. And I think it blesses our community as our churches work together. Dr. Goodman was preaching uh, in our pulpit just recently as we support together a local seminary, and we were celebrating the graduation at, at that seminary. And so just that idea that uh, partnership strengthens health and uh, and, grow, and grows and blesses everyone. I think that's a, a, a great message too. And it's it, since I've been here in Columbia County, I, I mean, I've been here almost nine months now, short timer, but, uh, uh, or a, a newbie, I should say. But, um, you know, collaboration has been my biggest thing. And, and coming into the organization, it's like, I want to work with everybody because, you know, sitting in my little silo and just saying, you know, this is my territory. It doesn't work anymore. You know, the, the challenges that we have in Columbia County are the same challenges that happen in, in Richmond County, in Aiken County, you know, wherever you go. They don't, they're not confined by borders. And so working together with these other organizations is vital. And, and so, so, Pastor Heron, to hear you talking about a, a similar partnership and a collaboration, that's a, spot on. Yeah. I would also challenge the business community as well as we have been challenging ourselves in the church community. It has to be intentional. Um, you know, we can't just sit back and expect people to come to us. It's like playing hide and seek and standing by the tree. No, the job is to go out. And they're not in different places and different people, you know, based upon their experiences and stuff will have you know, different. But if you're going to be intentional and say, listen, th- I want to prioritize this community partnership, then it's going to take work on our ends. Right. You know, whenever I study the ministry of Jesus this past year, I've really made it in 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 more important part of mine to just read the gospel right and just just let me walk along what jesus was doing and if you ever notice that jesus's ministry he was always going out he was never sitting back he was grabbing people on the way right he's getting tax collectors and he's going where the fishermen are while they're mending their their nets and while so he's always had this kind of unique ministry of of just going out places that people would not think that he would go Right. People would hang out where lepers are, but he found some lepers. Right. You know, he wouldn't go out. You know, people had condemned this woman. And he said, no, I'm not going to condemn you. He, he we always find Jesus in these places that honestly were not comfortable, that most people would would scorn him for. And I think that gives us a model in our lives is that our greatest work in ministry is never going to be in convenient spaces. Right. It's never going to be in places where we're comfortable. It's going to take us out there. Right. So one of the things Jesus said, because he said some really weird stuff. Um, but one thing that challenged my life last year, because the biggest thing that I felt like I lost last year was control. For someone who's been in ministry and, and life, I've been very good at controlling things. And last year taught me that I no longer had control. And initially it was scary until I ran apart a part that Jesus said in, in the Gospels. And he said, if someone wants to save their life, they'll lose it. But if you lose it, you'll save it. And the revelation got to me was in this moment is that sometimes this feeling that I was like not in control was probably the best place God wanted me to be. 
and for churches and for business leaders, that's the thing where I think we learn that we're not good at saving our lives on our own, right? We're going to lose. But if we lose it in this reckless abandon to experience different people and grace and mercy, then that's the only safe space we can ever find to have it saved. And so I'm hoping that through this, that we will all grow as a community to be reckless in our grace giving, to be reckless in our passion and purpose for really wanting to see others to do well. And when we pour into others, God has this incredible kingdom economy that whatever you share in others, that seed time, harvest time is true. Whatever I sow into others, God just gives it back to us. And I'm hoping that that's, that's really moving forward what we began to do and operate in. So that's my hope in it. And I believe that we have that opportunity. To do you it. took that full circle back to the beginning. You talked about the, the clenched hand versus the open hand. And, and I think that that's in a lot of ways that where we've got to be, right? It's not just for me and mine. It's for, for all of us. And, and how are we as, as leaders in the business community going to, to really uh, implement that in our business strategy? And how do we as churches yes. to do that? Because, you know, the instinct at the beginning was to go insular, to, yeah. to, to hide in our, not in, in our home and all that kind of stuff. Right. We're not, yeah. you know, something that we talk about in, in my business in, in the real estate industry is, is to look at our business from a place of abundance, not from yeah. scarcity, right? There's enough out there for everybody. Yeah. And, you, and, and we're not sitting here closed fist. This is just for me and I'm going to get whatever I can and keep it. I've got to be able to give it away. Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, I think the perspective that, that we've talked about here today on, on where we're going what hope we have is that there is an, an abundant hope. I mean, it's, it's big out there, and, and there's a lot for us out there. You know, I, I love what he was just saying. Of course, I just preached that text Sunday, so I'm, uh, I, I, I got a go big amen going inside listen, me right now. Listen, but, uh, but no, the, I, I believe that potentially um, just greatest principle of the Christian life is gaining through losing. That's what it is. We're so busy being concerned about gaining and getting and grabbing and holding. And everything that Jesus calls us to do makes us vulnerable. He, he sends his disciples into the storm. He asks them to feed 5,000 when they have nothing. And, you know, when we learn to be willing to, to gain through losing by opening our hands, Pastor Goodman, and by ultimately just saying, Lord, just take me. It's the risk factor. Mm -hmm. And every businessman knows risk is vital. Businessman, businesswoman, whichever it may be, you know that it is vital to be able to, to take a risk. Not a crazy risk, but a risk that, yeah, you could lose. But the way you gain is through losing. And I think if there's anything that I pray we come out of the pandemic with is a sense that, yeah, we've lost some things, but maybe we can gain through losing. Mm -hmm. And that can focus, that can impact our community. It can impact our um, our relationships, it can impact every part of our life together. So. Maybe I'd add to that this idea that less is more. And I think we've had to back up and slow down. Our busyness was not necessarily meaning that we were living more productive or healthy lives. And so that idea of focus during this time, we've all had to think about our lives, and many of us were too busy, and busy doing things that take us off our calling and our focus. And so just praying that we'll really believe that this is a gift to refocus on those things that really matter. Yeah. At the end of the day, here's the truth, and I want people to prosper, business people and church people, I'm, I'm big on prospering and doing that. But one thing we learned this year is that 
death does not care what race you are. It does not care how much 401k you have. You can't take it with you, right? And so when Jesus says, you know, don't put your treasures up in places where moth can reach it, right? So am I investing in eternal treasure? We can prosper. You can live well. You can provide for your family. There, there, it doesn't have to be either or, right? But it is also at the point where what am I truly gaining this piece? A mentor of mine once said, and I think uh, Pastor McKinley reached on this, is that he used to say, he said, Goodman, read Hebrews 11 a little different. Instead of saying faith, put risk, because it's the same thing. Faith is a substance. He says, well, risk is a substance of things hoped for, <laughs> evidence of things not seen, right? So he, he, he always says that faith and risk are really the same thing, and I think those things are very important and vital. So I, I just encourage people, do your best, treat people right. I think those things come back, but at the end of the day, those things, the treasures are cool, the large bank accounts, if that's your aim, okay, if you want to provide for your family, all right, but understand all it takes is one. We've, we've seen people lose marriages that are the richest people in the world, which means that money don't give you happiness. <laughs> it doesn't provide stability. You know, I knew some people lost their lives to COVID, and it, it didn't care which political party you was in. It did not care what side of the railroad track you was in. We learned something this year <laughs> that, that, is, that we ought to honor and cherish those we are in community with and those kind of things as well. So I just think it's, it's some, some good stuff that I, I agree with Pastor Kenley out of this. We lost, but we're going to really, truly gain. Amen to that. When I, you know, talking about risk to you know, my family, we, we came across the country in the middle of a pandemic. We moved, we were pregnant, we were, you know, we did all these things, but you, you know, like you said, you, you have to go out. You can't, you can't just isolate yourself and just pretend like everything's going to work itself out or, you know, somebody else will do it, you know, you have to step out and take that risk and, and do it. And I, I appreciate that. So we're, the name of our podcast is Range of Influence. And so just give us a little perspective on your guys' background a little bit. Uh, tell us who your influence is. We'll start with you, Pastor Herod. Well, historic and co- contemporary influences, obviously, uh, Jesus Christ and the, the heroes of the faith in the Gospels. But uh, Augustine... Uh, a fourth century uh, African theologian has had a huge impact on my thinking and what I long to be. And then, of course, more recently, 500 years ago, Luther and Calvin, and then C.S. Lewis's huge mentor uh, in terms of my thinking. Um, my pastor, I came to faith in Christ as a college football player, and uh, my pastor, Frank Barker, Briarwood Presbyterian Church, Birmingham, Alabama, has been the greatest mentor and influence in my life. And I would say my parents, my mom and dad were foot soldiers, and um, they never really asked the question, uh, will this help me, but what do others need, and really pointed me uh, down that path. So probably uh, that'd be the, the broad sweep. Yeah, Pastor McLean, Kinley. Well, I feel shallow after hearing that. <laughs> That's why he's a Presbyterian and I'm a Baptist, I guess. So, uh, no, I, Mike, I, I share so many uh, of those influences, but certainly I'd have to say my parents, key part of who I am, what I am in every part of my life today, and I'm never beyond that, though they are both in heaven today and have been gone for a period of time. Um, uh, a very sweet part of uh, my life is still reflecting on the things they taught me 
and the way that they shaped who I am. But beyond that, in ministry and in leadership, there are uh, two men in particular. Uh, my pastor is a young man that led me to Christ and ultimately, I think, really provided kind of that defining example of everything I could ever want or aspire to be in ministry it was Dr. Adrian Rogers, who was pastor uh, of my home church in Memphis, Tennessee, where I uh, grew up. And though he has uh, now been gone for 15, almost 16 years, uh, his voice is still heard all over America today, radio and digital media, and uh, through his Love Worth Finding broadcast. But I had a personal relationship there that really impacted my life as a young man. And the one thing I loved about him more than anything else was that he absolutely loved Jesus Christ and made knowing God the greatest passion of his life. And it distinguished him, in my mind, from just others who were professional preachers, if you will. And then with that was uh, Dr. Jack Graham, who gave me my first opportunity in ministry after I graduated from seminary. I was 25 years old, thought I knew everything, knew nothing, but I had someone who took me and gave me the experience, believed in me, and to this day, you know, continues to be kind of a wind beneath my wings of encouragement and blessing. And so I, I would have to mention those people. Mm, that's Absolutely. great, yeah. That's for good enough. Uh, wow. Uh, of course, my relationship with Jesus Christ, um, the wonderful people of Tabernacle uh, influenced me every single day. Um, and I've had some great mentors, Pastor Anthony G. Macklin and uh, Pastor Joseph Parks, who I consider my pastors and mentors to through life and ministry. Um, but my most influential would be my grandparents. Um, my grandmother just turned 94 this past Saturday. Happy birthday, Grandma. Happy uh, birthday. You listen to the podcast, but just got to give you a shout out. And and my grandfather who passed away in 2008. There's no singular individual that has impacted me, has given me a prototype than him. I saw him work. He worked 40 years without missing a day. He just had a quiet dignity about him. They brought me to the faith. They shared the faith. I got my love for God and his Bible through them. So every day I try to try to live up to the example he got, and I probably will die trying because there's no greater individual than me. So uh, to my grandfather, I think about every day and uh, just hope and pray that the work we do is a continuation. I tell people all the time, I'm really just living their answered prayers. My grandparents prayed for me. So I, it's not that I'm most gifted preacher, but – they prayed, and so I'm, I'm a walking answered prayer to God answering their prayer. So, yeah. Hallelujah. That was, uh, I mean, you guys, you guys brought it home today. I really, really appreciate you guys coming out here, being a part of this conversation. Again, you know, this might be something that we come back to in a year from now or, or you know, whatever, but I think it's important for the business community to really be a part of a bigger conversation as, you know, as all of you have touched on, you know, going out and being, intentional and being a part of the community. There's no way we're going to solve these problems without intentionality. Absolutely. So thank you all for being here. And thank you you guys. Thank you all for the work y'all doing. Absolutely. Really, really, really praying for you guys. And it's just an honor to be here with these amazing brothers. So we pray for you and your families and, and, and all the work that you do uh, in the business community. So thank you. Thank you for the honor. Blessings brother. Thank you. Reagan, that was amazing. I could listen to these three gentlemen for hours. And I mean, you know, 
we, we spent an hour in the studio and it didn't even feel like it. But it's not surprising. I mean, we got three pastors in one room. Of course, we're going to have a good amount of content to talk about, but you're right. I mean, there's just so, so many good nuggets to, to listen to, to learn from. And I think the, the theme uh, that we got was that there's just so much hope for us uh, going forward in our business community with the Chamber of Commerce and our, and our churches and our community. I, th- I think we have a lot of great things going on. I'm glad uh, three gentlemen like that are, are leading the way. Absolutely. And, and I think, uh, you know, again, the, the calling, I think, is to go out, to be out in the community and, and the business community. I would challenge each and every one of us to, to be out in the community and actively working uh, to help solve some of these problems. And, and, and I won't even call them problems. We'll call them opportunities at this point. That's right. Well, thank you all for listening uh, to this Range of Influence podcast. We encourage you to subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, and we also want to thank again our sponsor for the ROI Range of Influence podcast, Premier Networks. You can find them at AugustaITGuys.com. Again, that's AugustaITGuys.com.